Welcome to Disruption Blueprint with Shannon Spotswood from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help advisors grow their net worth, build their businesses, and maximize their independence. We've built an award-winning platform with innovative technology, comprehensive service, and a team of individuals who are experts in their field to serve advisors. Join us for this journey where we explore everything that has to do with running an independent advisor practice as we bring together successful advisors, industry experts, and innovative minds who are on the bleeding edge to challenge the status quo, foster new ideas, and create a path for advisors to unleash their growth potential. Now, on to the show. This is not your normal episode of Disruption Blueprint. Today, we bring you a limited series, Mindset Mastery, where Bobby White, founder and CEO, sits down for a limited six-part series with Navy SEAL Team 6 hero, Dom Rasso, to tackle how professionals in our industry can take the principles of Navy SEALs to master your mindset to become the best version of yourself in both business and life. Now sit back and enjoy. Are you ready to crush everything and make 2021 your best year yet? Welcome to Become a Warrior, featuring veteran Navy SEAL Team 6 combat hero Dom Rosso and visionary entrepreneur Bobby White. You won't be the same after this. Bobby and Dom, first off, I feel incredibly blessed to be here with uh, with both of you today. Thank you very, very much for carving out this time out of your very busy schedules in the spirit of making this our best year yet. Before we begin our our webinar today, I just wanna pause and reflect for a moment on the gift of life, uh, the gift of health for everyone at RFG, for everyone at Dynamis Alliance, for everyone who has joined us um, today and is listening to this broadcast. Little did we know that one year ago when we were all gathered together on March 10th in Captiva Island in Florida for our annual advisor retreat that we were about to be battle tested by a global pandemic. And that some of us would go on to have the fight of our lives in our our businesses and and in our personal life. So Dom, it is is one year later and you are once again our, our guest of honor. Let's start with you. You are a Navy SEAL Team 6 combat veteran, hero, badass, leader, entrepreneur, loving father, gorgeous children, and very dedicated husband. This this last year has been incredibly challenging. And while I think a lot of us can point to a lot of positives, myself included, that transpired as a result of this global pandemic, It also has been a very fearful time. Talk to us about fear and how we can prevent ourselves from being overwhelmed by it and and ultimately controlled by it. Well, first of all, it's forced us into a point where we need to focus on what's most important, literally getting rid of all the distractions, cutting all the fat away. Um, And by the way, it's awesome to be here because I love hanging out with you guys. Always enjoy talking to Bobby. And it's it's timely, like it's been since the day we linked up at Captiva, and it's it's forced us to think differently. And while we live in a mode where we're constantly adapting and constantly refining and constantly reprioritizing, 
This has forced people to either do that or run away from it. And when you insert the fear into those processes of thinking, what is my most important priority? What am I doing this for? I think a lot of us have had to reflect on that. Like, wait a minute, like, why am I here? You know, why am I putting the effort that I'm putting into this right here and now? And when we do that, the more that we can connect our purpose, the more that we mitigate fear. I talk about it all the time, setting the very foundation of our why. Why are we here? What do we honor? What's my purpose? You know, ultimately that's going to start laying the foundation of what our goals are, right? And then if we're taking action on a daily basis towards our goals, then we're getting somewhere. We're making progress and we're able to mitigate that fear. Unfortunately, a lot of people can't say that they've had that happen to the T. And even myself, I'm sure Bobby and every single one of us have had a level of fear that tries to come knocking at the door, be like, whoa, there's a big unknown here. Even in our culture right here and now, as I speak to you guys, uh, speak with you guys, is that there's a fear element of what's going to happen tomorrow, a year from now, four years from now. And I think the level of the why and the purpose that we put behind that allows us to say, well, I'm doing this for these reasons that I absolutely love. Like you mentioned the two most important things to me, my family, being a father, being a husband, and, and growing my faith. And those three things right there alone, never mind the mission that we're on here, the daily uh, in, lives we impact, but I love those things so much that I'm, I'm, I've gotten to a point where fear is like just project, it's outwardly projected and, and gets deflected every time it tries to come into my life because I just, there's no room for it. The only thing fear will do for me is slow me down. And I try to equate it to the same thing that I said to the New England Patriots when I talked to them uh, before a Super Bowl one night. And when I said to them, I said, look, I said, when you step over that line, nothing else really matters but the guys that are standing to your left and your right, right? And if that's our X, if that's the X that you're on, if I'm on a mission or Bobby's getting ready to make a really big decision or you're going home to do something in your family, if that's your X and I'm getting ready to go hit the target, how we're processing that information, it all is the same. And the thing that I have to struggle with or, or wrestle with on the way to, to target is to know that nothing that I think about that I let coming into my mind about fear is going to help me accomplish the mission. It's not going to help me win in that moment. If I'm getting through the target, if I'm looking at, okay, I've got my armor on, I've got my gun on, I'm getting ready to move through. If I get blown up, shot, smacked in the face, fearing any of that is not going to help me win. It's only going to make me hesitate and have a lack of commitment. So if you can equate that to any one of those decisions that you're making in your life or whatever you're becoming or whatever your why is, you need to be able to counter that fear with what you're doing it for, with what you love the most. That way, you're knowing that it's not going to help you. And then the second thing I'll say is that I think a lot of people look at me as like a combat veteran, like, okay, well, you've been on hundreds of, of missions, you know, chasing high-level targets, so I'm not you. I'm not going to be to that level. I can't do that. And I challenge everybody to say, yes, you can, because me being on target on my ex and the way that I think and the psychology of a human being is no different than you being on your ex. And the only reason that I know and have built a more intimate relationship with that process is because my life has depended on it. And it's had to be at a very, very intense level of engagement so that I challenge everybody to get to that level of intensity in their lives, knowing that nothing they do 
to hold them back and fear anything is going to help them with the outcome that they want to achieve. Yeah, I'll add to that. I mean, the issue with fear is, and Dom, you and I've talked about this many times, is 98% of the people on the globe will allows fear in their life on a daily basis. They live with it and it will actually paralyze their lives. And I can't remember, I, I think a year and a half, two years ago, you'll remember this as I tell this little quick story. We were in Virginia, we were in your truck, we were going to the range and uh, we were doing what we do. We were talking, sharing ideas and, you know, just bouncing back and forth on each other as we was making that drive. And you looked at me, you said, Bobby, do you realize that fear not or some version of do not fear is stated in the Bible 365 times? And I'm like, no, I, I didn't know that. I'm, I, I wonder why that is. And you said, hmm, I wonder if it's, if it's because there's 365 days in a year. And I'm like, man, I don't know if that's the reason or not, but that is so profound. I'm going with that. Because God <laughs> states very clearly that he does not want us to live in fear. You know, we, we talk about it all the time, man, faith over fear. And uh, once you can convert that fear into a positive emotion, convert it into love, your life's going to be so much better. Yeah, I, that, that segment right there. So, of course, you know, faith is so important to me. You remember that day, I, right? Oh, I remember. Yeah, and, and <laughs> when I think about that, you know, you got to realize, like, of course, there's different versions of the Bible out there. There's, there's this version, there's other version. Is there one out there that has 365? 100%. Some version of do not fear, fear not, have no fear is in there. And whether that's a coincidence or not, or that number is really close, it, it's a really important thing to reflect in our own lives. Like each day, every day our feet hit the ground, we are called to have no fear. That fear will do nothing to help you. It will only hold you back. It will not empower you. It causes half-hearted decisions, a lack of commitment, uncertainty. And you know what? We are walking into the unknown every day. I even say with my kids, I'm like, oh, I've never had an 11-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 4-year-old, and a 2-year-old. But now I do. And next year, I'm never going to have a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old. And when you go down the list and realize that every day is new, is that we have to get better walking into the unknown. We have to walk into the unknown with our head held high, with with crushing the fear and know why we're doing it because then it's going to give us those adaptive skills that allow us to walk into the next environment with surety and those principles that help us conquer whatever we have in front of us and, and that's what it's about that's what this journey is about 100 percent. i knew i knew this was going to be awesome like i'm already <laughs> feeling it this is this is so great um Bobby, turning to you as the founder and ceo of rfg advisory you remained very focused and very calm during the months um, that followed our offsite with Dom. And I know that because I benefited from it, as did the team at RFG. Um, we, we benefited from your steadfastness. And I think that you credit a lot of that to the four years that you've spent training with Dom and his civilian warrior program. It's, that's a huge commitment. It's been so important. Share with us how Dom's training has changed you as a leader, as a father, and as a man. Wow, uh, 100%, you know, uh, absolutely on all fronts. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna take a step back with that question, the, with, with uh, that question before I go into those details. 
I think it'd be important and kind of cool right now to talk about how Dom and I actually met. And uh, you know this story. Dom obviously knows this story. Shannon, you know it because you were part of it. Uh, I thought there was this big conspiracy going around me, and I'll explain on that. But uh, Shannon and I are a member of an organization that Dom's very familiar with called Young Presidents Organization. And we have these uh, conventions, events, you know, trips that we go on, and we bring in just great speakers and, you know, for education and stuff like that. And about four and a half years ago, uh, there was a uh, convention, I think it was in Sea Island or something like that, Georgia or something Park like that. City. Or St. Simons. Huh? Park City. Park City. Okay. Oh, I was way off. But anyway, I was not able to go on that trip. I did not know Dom. None of us knew Dom. And uh, you were able to go. And also my best friend, who's a member of YPO, uh, went as well, and several other people that we know. And when you got back from the trip, you asked me to come into your office. You said, I've got something I want to give you. And I'm like, sure. So I walk in and you give me this band here. Now I've got to admit after five years, I've gone through many of these because I will break them in my workouts from time to time. It says crush everything. So you gave me that band and you gave me Dom's card and you, and you told me the stories like Dom was a keynote speaker at this event. I hate that you missed it because the two of you speak the same language about two different things. He, he, you know, he's a warrior. He's, you know, at SEAL Team 6, which I've always been very interested in that lifestyle, even though I'm one of the only regrets I have in life is I did not serve in the military. And so there's a lot of commonality that you felt between uh, Dom and I. You're both very passionate about what you do and what you think, and y'all say a lot of the same things. And I think the two of you need to meet. And so you gave me his card. It had your uh, email address. It said, reach out to him. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. I go in my office. I put my crush everything uh, band, wristband on because I thought it was cool as hell. And, uh, and I, I've, I've worn it since that day. But what did I do with this business card? I just put it to the side of my desk like we all do. And I went on about my day. And uh, two, the net, very next day, or two days later, I think it was, I get a text from my best friend who was also on that trip. He said, hey, man, are you available for lunch tomorrow? I've got something I want to give you. I'm like, sure, I'd love to get with you and catch up. And so I met him for lunch, and he's like, man, I've got this band I want to give you. And I'm like, this band? He's like, yeah, where did you get that? He, he also gave me Dom's card. And uh, he said, look, man, I, I was there. I, I hate you missed it because this is right up your alley. You and this guy need to know each other. I'm like, Shannon just did the same thing to me yesterday. Gave me the same band and just had the same conversation with me that you're having with me right now. And this was his comment. He looked at me. He said, well, something is telling you that you and Dom Rosso need to be in each other's life. Think about that statement. It would be much easier for him to say, well, something surely is telling you that the two of you need to meet each other or you need to know each other or you really need to reach out to it. No, his comment was something should be telling you or is telling you that the two of you need to be in each other's life. So I left that and I'm just like, my, my head spinning. I'm like, man, are y'all in cahoots? Is this a conspiracy? You know, da, da, da. So I go back to my office and I do what we all do when we want to find out about someone, but we don't really know them. And I Google Dom Rosso and Dynamis Alliance. Spent probably an hour, hour and a half that day just doing research, what it was all about, listening to some of his podcasts and things like that. I'm like, I really like this guy. I am going to reach out. So what I do, I put his business card back on my desk and I go about my day. A month later, 
Okay. I'm still wearing my crush everything band. I go on a YPO uh, fishing trip down in uh, South Alabama and a mutual friend of mine and Dom comes up to me and said, crush everything, brother. You know, Dom Rosso. I'm like, no, I know who he is, but full disclosure, I have not met him. He's like, man, I just got back from the Reese, which is a charitable event that Dom is very involved in. It's a week long program of training. And he's like, you need to do it with us next year. I'm like, man, I'm sold. He's like, I'm going to send you a video. He sent me the video. I watched it. And I'm like, oh, man. So finally, it took three times of me being hit up by three people that were important in my lives. But it, it, it didn't stop. I continued to get hit up about how important it is for me to reach out to Dom. So I, I emailed him next day. Dom reached out to me. We got on the phone that evening. And we, we were on the phone hour and a half, two hours, our first conversation. And it wasn't him, you know, I told him I wanted to be in the, uh, do the Reese next year. And he's like, man, you can do that anytime you want to. But we talked about our faith. We talked about our families. Obviously, Dom is a patriot, being a warrior. I'm a patriot. And we talked about those things. We got to know each other as men. And he's like, you can do Reese anytime you want to, but you need to, you need to look into joining my elite program. I'm like, talk to me, feed me, tell me more about it. And now here we are. That was a little over four years ago. So I, I, I share that story because a lot of people don't know how Dom and I actually came together. And it was, it was like divine intervention almost. You know, you, my best friend, another mutual friend of Dom, it was just boom, boom, boom. You guys need to be in each other's lives. So I think, I think that's a great story and worth telling. But to your question, Shannon, you know, how has the training that I have gone through with Dom Help me be, be a better father, a better leader, and a better man. You know, the best way I can explain it is the, the, the elite program and the training that I have gone through with Dom, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, it's not for the weak of heart. It is intense. Um, it, is, uh, it is so awesome, but it is intense. You know, you're going to, Dom is going to, and his team are going to put you through very uncomfortable situations. And the only way you're going to become an asset, you know, you, everyone starts that program in Dom's eyes as a liability. You know, if, if, if you can get to independent status within about a year, you have crushed everything, you know, within that year. It's not easy. And then you continue to strive to be an asset. Being an asset means you're empowering other assets around you. And you, you're being put in, front, in, in, in the midst of very uncomfortable situations. And, you know, Mike Tyson has a favorite quote, and I'm not going to say it verbatim as Mike Tyson did because there's a little color in the language there. But he said, everyone has a plan until you get hit in the face. Like I said, he added an adjective in there that I'm not going to, uh, to uh, repeat on this uh, podcast. But it is so very true. You've got to be able to adapt. That's in the training to become a warrior that I do with Dom. It's in business. It's with our families. I mean, to the point you, you, you made the comment, Shannon, that I remain calm and resolved and steadfast during all the uncertainty around us during that period of time. That comes from the ability to adapt, you know, and that is so important in our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. And th there's, there's a saying that, uh, that, that Dom and I both say, I, I think I learned it from Dom, but it's get comfortable being uncomfortable and you'll never be uncomfortable again. And it's so true. And if you can have the proper mindset and you can, you, you can allow yourself to, you, you're going to get comfortable. It goes back to fear. Everything that fear is going to enter into your mind and your heart and your soul every single day. 
It's up to you on how you react or adapt to that and convert that fear into love or another positive emotion. And to Dom's point earlier about remembering what your why is and what your purpose is. So the training that I've gone through over the last uh, four years has been so great for me as an individual. And it has helped me, obviously. I mean, I can protect my family in a way and the people uh, important to me like I never dreamed of. And that's not me being braggadocious or anything like that. It just is what it is. You know why? Because I show up every single day. I take the licks. I take the, you know, I, I, you know, I show up. I don't stop and I get better every single day. And that has transpired into my business life, being a better father and being a better leader. Thank when, you for sharing God, that, Bobby. I think it was, oh, go ahead, Dom. So I was just saying, when God talks in threes, you know, you better listen because he's telling you yeah. one, two, three, you know, and we have things like that that happen in our lives, but it's been awesome uh, training with you and getting to know you. And I've had a lot of people come in and out of my life and I see commitment. I know what dedication looks like. Trust me. A lot of people in the superficial world, they're very like, hey, cool, this is exciting. And then, you know, by the end of the week, by the end of the month, by the end of the year, you're like, oh, where'd they go, right? That's just, oh, yeah. but, and, and that's the majority of people in most of our lives for most of the reasons, because people want things to happen tomorrow, but that's just not the way it works. And that's one thing that I always- Exactly, but that's the one thing I've always told, told you and said about you is that, there is no doubt in my mind. I would never question your dedication and commitment to once you set your mind to something, it's going to get done. And it's a, it's a blessing to be around people like that because you see what it actually takes to accomplish your goals. It's not what the world tries to tell you. Hey, try this free program. Sign up now. Enter your address, right? And, and then you, you end up not doing anything a week later. Just real commitment looks different. And it's surrounding yourself with people that understand that that really up your game in so many different ways. And that's been what it's like hanging out with you, training with you, uh, and de dedicating that amount of time. It's, it's time is our most valuable asset, but putting it in the right places is huge. That's such Absolutely. a perfect segue. Well, I mean, to that point, you know, I mean, the uh, I've learned so much from you over the last four years. I hope you've learned a quarter per, uh, of, of what I've learned from you over the years. So it's, it's, it's been a great journey. It's been a great journey. And, and I think that's, um, that's, such, that's such a perfect segue about, you know, time and intentionality. You know, Dom, last year at our offsite, you spent so much time really training us and talking to us about the importance of mindset to the point where you broke it down into two words. And Bobby and Dom, both of you, you, you talk about mindset and about putting good things in the forefront of our minds, about rejoicing, about having joy in the moments of despair. Let's, let's spend some time talking about mindset. I think this is so important and so foundational for everything that you're, that you're talking about today. So, so Dom, talk to us about mindset from your perspective and, and how it is literally connected to everything that we do. So first, I like to reframe what it is because it gets said every day. You see videos, you see posts, mindset, 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 hashtag mindset, right? Like I, I kind of want everybody that's listening to, to draw a line in the sand and kind of forget what they thought they know about mindset. Because what happens is, is that when you get used to something and you get comfortable, you devalue what's most important. So instead of getting complacent, let's reframe it and look at mindset as two words. And you said it, Shannon, because it matters. And if you think about mindset as two words, 
you have to realize and understand and come to the conclusion that your mind has to be set on something. Now, whether it's a new something or it's an old something, and what I mean by that is since the day that you were born, you've been programmed to do, think, and act a certain way, whether it was the people you were around, the experiences that you went through, the trauma that you went through, it's all a math problem to equating where you are right in this very moment. So if you don't confront what your mind has been set on, and there's a lack of awareness in your own psychology back to when you were born, you're not gonna do very well evolving and improving. You can do some superficial things here and there, but it takes some serious reprogramming and rehardwiring old habits, old thought processes. Uh, when somebody cuts you off on the highway, and what's the natural instinct today? Everybody gets bent out of shape, wrapped up, uh, road rage, you get, and, and, and I laugh at it now. I'm like, why do you, like, why are you wasting your energy on something so silly? Like, you know, it could be an old lady that can't even see straight. Like, you don't have no idea what's going on in their car, but you have to reprogram yourself to think that way. It's not about you. It's about the world moving around you. So reframing how we're thinking is important. And I like to set that foundation. Now, when we move forward, it's, it's important to understand back to my original comment of what's our purpose, what's our why, how does that set the foundation for the things that we love, allowing us to serve people, be willing to die for what our why is, and then mitigating fear. So all of those things listed, now it's important to set the foundation of what does that mindset look like? And how are we building a new foundation in order to improve who we are to become something different? If we're something that we don't want to be or we're not responding in our environment a certain way that we expect different, well, it's just like the definition, definition of insanity, right? If we keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, then we can't sit here and be like, why is this happening to me? Why am I the victim? Uh, we have to understand if, if it's really off, well, how far off have you gone to fix it? You have to swing the pendulum the other way. I forgot who quoted this. I know it was one of the saints, but it was essentially like if you bend a stick, this way and it's bent well if you just bend it straight it's going to have some memory into it if you want to get it straight you're going to go back the other way so we need to think about our lives that way to really swing the pendulum the other way that's kind of the understanding of reframing the way we think of mindset then we can start building from there but it is essential and i want to reframe it because it's become watered down over time so if we do get an opportunity to start building on what actually mindset is and how to do it then now people can kind of be on the same page with what I talk about when I say that. I'm sure, Bobby, you know, you've seen me talk about that. You've heard me talk about it and put it into practice. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, it, and, and it's about, and you mentioned this, it's, it, you have to program your mindset. You have to go through, as, you know, mindset programming every single day. If every you're going to get 1% better, you've got to do that every single day. And, you know, most of the people that I surround myself by uh, with is uh, we all have morning routines. I know you, I know what your morning routine is. You know what mine is. I know Shannon has a morning routine. We have a lot of similarities in that. And, and, and obviously I have a morning routine. I do. I mean, I can count on my two hands, maybe one hand, the mornings that I have not gone through this morning routine. It was something that just went crazy that day. Uh, it is so important to me and it's so essential to my success as a man, as a father, as a leader. And it's going through that mindset programming. And so, you know, my, my routine, I'm not going to go through it entirely or anything, is, but, you know, I'm 50 years old, so I have to get up and move around and stretch, get the body going a little bit. So I do a lot of stretching in the morning when I get up. 
Um, and then I, I focus on what my why is and what my purpose is. And, you know, and my and, and, and then I go into prayer and my prayer, the foundation of, of how I pray every morning stays basically the same. Even though I pray about the different people and I pray for different people and different things, the, 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 the prayer is around my purpose. There's six purposes in my life. OK, and I'm going back to mindset because this is this is what's programming my mind for in order for me to get one percent, at least one percent better on any given day is because I'm praying about my purpose in life. You know, my purpose is six things. It can be two things for some people it could be 10 things. But for me, it's six. I want to be a better warrior for Christ. You know, I want to be a better father. I want to be a better leader. I want to make a positive difference in someone's life each and every day, no matter how big or how small. I want to be present and in the moment. Okay. And I want to be an asset in everything that I do. I want to become a better version of myself every day. I want to get 1% better. And what that is doing for me, how you do it really doesn't matter. But you've got to every day spend some time and be very intentional in programming your mindset so that you can become that better version of yourself. And the, the issue is most people don't do it. They just don't do it. They don't take, well, I don't have time to do that. I mean, that, that, that whole routine takes me 20 minutes in the morning. Get up 30 minutes earlier, for goodness sake. You know, just get up. Just show up when everyone else is, will, is not willing to do so. So mindset is the foundation to everything. So, Bobby, that really leads into, you know, mindset leads into my next question. You both have touched on this, which, and you were just saying this, which is we are living in the midst of an excuse epidemic, which we would now call, quite honestly, pandemic. an excuse pandemic. And the default position is to make up excuses. You know, we, we hear excuses at work, excuses at home, excuses in our spiritual life, excuses about our personal fitness. I mean... I read this crazy stat that the average person breaks their New Year's resolution by January 18th. January 18th. This is an excuse pandemic. So you're talking about mindset, purpose, why, the, the foundation, how to mitigate fear. How do we break the cycle of making up excuses? Yeah, so um, we had... a. Shannon, you have a weekly huddle club with our team, and uh, about every two to three weeks, you invite me to come on, on, on and join that huddle club and uh, that huddle meeting, which is our entire team. And back in the summer, you know, we're right in the middle of quarantine. We're right in the middle of pandemic, you know. And I, 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 I addressed our team, and I said, you know, I don't know if you all know it or not, but we are in the midst of an epidemic, a pandemic. Everybody's looking at me like I've got a unicorn horn growing out of my forehead. You know, like, well, sure, we know that. You know, you can't turn the news on. You can't have a conversation with your spouse. You can't have a conversation with anyone without talking about COVID. Yes, we all know that there's a pandemic going on. I'm like, oh, let me tell you, this, this pandemic is a whole lot more dangerous and a lot more deadly than COVID. It's called the excuse disease. You know, we get complacent, man. We It's so easy just to stay in our everyday lives or make excuses to the point to where, well, I would work out, but I've got to do this. You know, I would, you know, from our perspective, and Shannon, you know this, I would, uh, you know, rebuild our technology platform to be state of the art for our industry. But, you know, it works the way it is right now. 
you know, we can make excuses about anything and to make excuses. And I'm sorry, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. If you make excuses, you're weak. Just don't do it. Don't do It's just like not fit. No, don't fear, but don't make an excuse. It's so vital. If you make excuses, you're never going to reach your full potential. Dom, I'd love for you to hit on that too, brother. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that we're talking about that are firing my brain up. First of all, you know, to back up for one second, set the foundation for everybody else as you go into realizing why you make excuses, is the six things that you mentioned, Bobby, right? When you're able to kind of go through my why, my purpose, you set the foundation of my day, every day I wake up, right? The first thing that I do is I make the sign of the cross and I thank God, Thank you for letting me live another day. There's a reason that you have me here, and I'm going to continue to live that out to my fullest potential. Then when my feet hit the ground, I thank God for all the people that have fought for my freedom, all the guys that I've lost, right? Those are just two simple things, and that happens within about five seconds, right? right? But it, sets, it aims my brain in the right direction. Now, when you have those six things, the beautiful thing about coming up with your purpose and your why is because it creates a filter in your life. Can we get off track 100%? But when you're going through your daily actions, I have no doubt in my mind that if something comes up, it's a tough decision, an easy decision, a small decision, is that if it runs through the filter and doesn't pass, you're like, boom, it's gone. Like, I have no room for it. You know, we don't, life is so short. It's like, if it doesn't pass that filter, I've got to move on. And if I let it happen, guess what? You're getting a bad rep in. And I talk about bad reps all the time, right? And honestly, at this point, we talk about excuses and it's like, it hurts my brain. You know, the New Year's resolutions, we don't do that. I don't, I don't talk about them. And the reason being is because there's this weird relationship with them. And I think that wherever you are and whoever you are becoming, it happens right here and now. I talk about it all the time is connecting physically in the world of who you actually want to be. Is that It's not something that you wait a week from now. The people that are like, oh, I'm going to stop smoking next week. I just, it, it hurts my head. I can't wrap my head around it because you made the decision right now, which means that if you don't do it right now, then you're getting a bad rep in. And guess what you're getting a bad rep in? You're getting a bad rep in making an excuse. You're getting to get really freaking good at making excuses when you don't put into action who you want to become right here and now in this very instant. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, I do need to get in better shape. I do need to set my mind on things that are going to help me get in better shape. You should be doing push-ups right now. You should be dropping <laughs> down. Do lunges, do push-ups, do... I don't care if they're arm circles, get up and do something because that was a good rep. Even if it was a 0.0001% progression, that 0.0001% progression is way better than the negative progression you're getting by getting a bad rep in. So that will allow you to start small and build towards you're not making excuses. You're just making micro adjustments towards who you are becoming. And that gets rid of the excuse matrix. Um, in today's world, you're right, absolutely right, Bobby. We are in a pandemic of excuses because honestly, what COVID gave us is the ability to make an excuse about anything that we want to. I'm sick. I don't exactly. feel good. I'm feeling under the weather. Now you got to give me 14 days. Everybody's like, wow, there's my out. Why? Why does everybody want an out? Well, because your lives are too complex. You're too distracted with so many things going on. You're feeling overwhelmed with everything in your life. You don't know what's happening tomorrow. So the easy thing is to just pull the cutaway handle and just take an excuse matrix. But the truth is, is that that's never going to stop. The adversity is never going to stop. The, the pain's never going to stop. You have to learn to lean into it because I always talk about the will to fight. And life is a fight. We're here to battle. Whoever told you otherwise was just not 
I don't, they're selling you lies. Just like our culture has been trying to do since I was born. We were made to fight. We were made to step up every day and lean into the adversity. And the sooner we realize that is the sooner we realize that we're forging that to be the best version of ourselves, to be an asset, to not make an excuse, to be a good leader for the people that are around us. Because if we can't do that, then what are we doing it for? What are we making better? What are we leaving on this earth that's better than we found it with the short amount of time that we're here? You know, we're not going to do it by sitting on our couch watching whatever it is that you think you're going to watch. And I'm sure that's a good release for some people, but you better way outweigh that with action in your life. Life is made up of action. So that's just my quick motivation to understand that we shouldn't be making excuses about anything, but it's starting small. It's squashing that and getting good reps in every single day. That's the, that's the foundation of beginning a path of no excuses. You, you brought you know, up the, the, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the thing with excuses though, I'm, as you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm getting fired up, but you know, even the best of us can almost get caught up in excuses. Uh, it happened to me uh, about so six easy. or seven weeks ago. I know. Right. Uh, I don't tell, I, I, I haven't told you that story, Shannon. But uh, Dom, as you know, and the people around me know, uh, last time we were together about six or seven weeks ago, I was up in Virginia training with you and uh, I, had, I got a self-inflicted in injury to my leg. I landed wrong, no big deal, I'm alive, no big deal. But uh, you know, I come back and go to my primary doctor. He's like, oh, you're gonna have to have surgery. I, he he, uh, he uh, sends me to a general surgeon. He's like, I explained the injury. And he's like, and how I did it and all this other stuff. He's like, well, you're not going to have to have surgery. And it was funny because he looked down, he looked down at, uh, I was explaining to him, we're running a drill and I landed wrong, as you well know. And uh, he looked at my birthday. He said, you're born in 1970. You're 50 years old. I'm like, yeah. He said, don't you think you're a little too old for this stuff? I'm like, you have no idea how much I get that. But, uh, but the answer is no, absolutely not. So, but he's, he's like, you know, it's going to take you six to 10 weeks for you to get over this. It's going to be uncomfortable. You know, uh, your leg is going to swell. And it did. It swelled, it swelled probably about 20, 25% bigger than my leg normally was. That's about gone now. Uh, anyway, I, I share all that because I came, I, I was talking to a good friend of mine who saw me, I had a limp. He's like, how's that leg doing? I'm like, man, I went to the doctor. The good news is I don't have to have surgery. It's just going to take a little bit of time, you know, for me to get past it. And uh, he's like, and he, he knows me. He knows how hard I work out. He knows I train with you and knows my lifestyle. And he looked at me and he said, you know, at least you got an excuse to pump the brakes. You know, take it easy. You know, your body probably, this is what he said. And this guy's a positive guy. He's not one to make excuses. He said, you know, your body probably needs a little break, quite honestly. And, you know, therefore, therefore maybe five seconds, I started thinking, you know what, he's right. You know, my, my body probably does need to rest a little bit. You know, I could use a little bit of a break. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what are you doing? What am I doing right now? I'm doing what 98% of the people are doing. You are falling into. I almost contracted the excuse disease, the most deadly disease that is out there. And I slap myself. I'm like, okay, you got to have common sense here. Yes, I'm not deadlifting lifting 400 pounds right now. That would be ridiculous. I, I would just re-injure myself until I get completely better. But instead of doing 150 push-ups, let's do 250 push-ups today. You know, instead of instead of just doing, you know, 10 of these, let's pop it up to 33 of these. You know, so you, even the best of us, you know, the people that live the lifestyle and think the way we think, 
I, I mean, I was almost, I, I almost let myself become victim for about five seconds, about six weeks ago. And when that happens, it doesn't mean you're a bad person, but snap the heck out of it as soon as you can, because was it's a rep. trickle down effect if you allow it to happen. That was a good rep. You, you know, that five second decision of letting yourself fall into that mode. That's not just from a physical fitness standpoint. That's with anything. And you know who knows us better than anybody else? Nobody except ourselves. Like what's going on in our minds and the way we're processing information is like we tell ourselves these little lies, and these little excuses to kind of get to the next thing. You know, like, well, if I just do this now, well, I don't really need to do this. Or I told them that, but I can manipulate it to this. It's this crazy process that goes on. Humans like to be comfortable. We like the known and what we're used to. And if we don't challenge ourselves, there is no growth. Doesn't everybody know that by now? If there's no adversity, there's no challenge and there's no resistance, there's no growth, period, end of story. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm sitting here with my 11-year-old son. He's like, man, I don't get why I have to do this math. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, I, I went through the same process when I was a kid. I was like, but I didn't have anybody over me telling me that I'm exercising a muscle in my brain. I'm working a different part of my brain that's allowing me to see things from a different perspective because as hard as this might feel, that's how hard this decision is going to be. And if you don't work that part of your brain, that decision is going to be that much harder. So we have to understand that we're getting good reps every single time. And you were able to convert it into that, that phase where you're like, nope, good rep, good rep, good rep. So getting good reps is, is essential. If you enjoyed this content, we have more for you. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and be sure to check out our dedicated website at www.rfgadvisory.com forward slash RFG Warrior Advisor. The, the, will to, the will to fight is a principle that obviously you apply on the battlefield, but it can also be applied in business. So when things aren't going our way, when we're making up excuses, you know, you say we have to be resourceful. You say we have to be adaptable. You say we have to be driven. Um, how, how, do we, how do we apply that? How do we apply the will to fight specifically in a business context? So I think business context or personal context or diet or whatever else, you, you could put it under any light and there's nobody else that I know that beats themselves up more than me when I'm in one of those situations where I know I have to engage the will to fight and I'm having a hard time working through it um, because I know what the right answer is. And I think it's building the relationship with just admitting to yourself now that the character that we build in our worst moments is the character that sets the foundation for who we are forever. It's not when we're riding high and we've got everything going well and we're feeling good and we're totally on, you know, and we're, we're in crush everything mode, right? Which is why I, if you're in, if nothing's going on in your life, that's bad and you're in flow and you're in the gym and you feel good and you're on point, that's when you're in crush everything mode. You have a crush everything attitude. You're giving a thousand percent effort to everything that you're doing, but then we get our ass kicked and we fall back and we end up in the will to fight mode, which is like, I found out that I, I'm sick. I found out that I lost my job. I found out that I've got a really big decision coming up that I need to make sure I focus on. I found out the list goes on and on and on and we get our ass kicked. But it's in those moments that a lot of people can fold, they can quit, they can run away from it, or we can start recognizing to hit that head on and make the best that we possibly can out of each one of those situations. And it starts really, really small. 
if you're somebody that's like, man, I just have a hard time fighting. I mean, I get people reaching out to me every single day, sending me DMs on Instagram, on Facebook, you know, talking about their ability to fight through some of the problems, talking about their ability to fight through losing a parent. And there's people out there that are in despair, that have no idea what to do, no, no idea what direction. They're depressed, they're upset, they're probably on the verge of suicide in some cases. And a lot of the times I'm like, look, I'm like, just start small. From that level, it's like, you just gotta put one foot in front of the other sometimes. And you literally have to fight for that foot, but know that you're worth it. Know that God's loved you into existence. Know that there's a major purpose. If you're alive, you're here for a reason. And you have to recognize it and own that feeling and be like, somebody needs you. Somebody needs you. And if you can put one foot in front of the other for that person and for that purpose, then that's the start. Then from there, depending on who you are and how you built your character, you build on that from that point. Where I'm at today, I'm constantly refining the will to fight in my life every step of the way, right? I'm 38 years old and I was kicking down doors and hunting bad guys for most of my career. I shifted gears, started refining those skills. How do I get better at the things that I love and I'm passionate? Now I'm a father of four. I have four kids that no matter what my day was like, I could have the worst day ever. I know when I walk in that door, there's job number two and I need to, I need, I need to suck it up, engage the will to fight. I could have a, a bad day in business. I could have my ass kicked. I could be, feel down physically, but I know that those kids are relying on me. So no matter how I feel, I need to shift gears to a thousand percent. Be like, all right, let's go. What's up guys? And just have that energy because I always want them to feel that, but that's, that's the will to fight. That's engaging in circumstances that I wasn't my best and getting a rep in every single time. So starting small and building on that, but there's so much to talk about, about the will to fight. I truly believe that it is the foundation of your character. So the next time you get your ass kicked, remember who are you in that moment? How do you handle being sick? How do you handle loss? How do you handle all those things? Uh, an example for me, it was when I was staring at 17 caskets after extortion 17 went down, huge part of my life. It was, I could either take this drink a bottle of Jack Daniels every single day, feeling sorry for myself that I'm a victim of this loss, or I can look at life as this is a gift that God gave me to change the world with letting people understand what does honor mean? What sets the foundation? What true sacrifice goes into this? How do I use these guys as fuel knowing that they've been ripped from us in a way that I have to empower myself every single day to get out there and say, there's no excuses. You're still here. You still have the ability. You can still walk. You can still wake up. So use it with, with everything that you have, honoring that loss, turning something that could be negative into an absolute positive. Wow. Um, this is, I mean, this is, this is such a powerful conversation and one that I'm just, I'm so honored to be here and, and, and it's, you know, I think that everybody's mind is spinning as we're talking about this. You know, Bobby, that, that's perfect segue. You mentioned earlier about getting 1% every, better every day. And I remember the first time you said that to me, I thought, gosh, is it really that easy? I mean, 1% better? I mean, how hard, can, how hard can that be? So walk us through that. What does that mean? How do you get 1% better every day? And, and how does that set you on a path to live the life that you want, the life that you deserve? Give us some specifics on that. So you, part of that question was, is it really that easy? And the answer is hell no. But is it that simple? 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Is that simple? You know, we, I mentioned it earlier. We, we are a society that wants immediate gratification. You know, I've, I've got a friend of mine. They're like, uh, they, they like to paint. And I'm not talking about artist paint. You know, they, they like to paint walls. You know, they need a room paint in their house. They enjoy going there and painting. I do not. I do not enjoy that. And I'm like, why do you enjoy painting? He said, because I get immediate gratification. I'm like, well, I still don't get the fact that you like to paint because I think that I, I don't I don't enjoy that, but I get the immediate immediate gratification thing. And a lot of people would argue that would one percent. I, mean, I would argue one percent getting one percent better every day is not that hard if you have the proper mindset. You know what your why your why is, and you know what your purpose is life, and you've got your mindset and it's programmed in a way where you're going to fuel those things. Okay, I would argue that it it, it it is simple. It's not going to be easy every day because if it was e if it were easy, everybody would do it, right? And we know everybody out there is not getting one percent better every day. But you know, when I, and I'm talking about the immediate gratification, think about think about this. If if you get one percent better, I want to get one percent better in all six of my purposes in life, dis distinctly, every one of them when I can. Are there days that I don't get 1% better in every one of them? Absolutely. Are there days that I don't get 1% better in any of them? Yeah, it happens. Are there days in, in during a year that I may go backwards? Yeah, unfortunately, it happens. Life happens and we have to, you know, it, you, we have to adapt and do things and, and, and do things to uh, solve that those issues and things such as that. But getting 1% better you, you don't want to have, you, you want to get 1% better at everything that is important to you. And again, it comes back, from, it comes back to the mindset and forging the will to fight to do that. Um, the, the last thing we want to do is go backwards and we don't want to be complacent. And, you know, part of my purpose is to, to become a better version of myself and to get 1% better. And if you get 1% better every day, you think, well, that's not a lot. Think about it in seven days. Think of how much better you are as a person, as a man, as a woman, as a spouse, as a father, as a mother, if you get better every single day for seven days in a row. Think about if you get 1% better for 30 days, 90 days, a year. You're going to be able to change the world around you. You know, you, part of your question was, you know, is, does that help you, you know, have more balance in your life and things such as that and live a happy life? Absolutely. If you're getting 1% better every single day, you, you're, you're empowering the other people around you to the point to where they can get 1% better. You're giving them the tools and the resources. So, yeah, I say it every day because it's important to me. Is it easy? No, it's not. You know, it takes the will to fight, to, 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 to strive to do that and do what it takes to get 1% better. But you can't be complacent in life. Um, so, yeah. So I, I just wanted to talk about that for a second. I'm thinking one percent. I'm like, man, that's that's awesome. Hundred days, I'm there. Whatever it is, exactly. The that that one percent. I think that we can see those improvements, but it takes focus because if we think of, I have thirty things going on, and I'm going to do one percent on all thirty of those things each day. It's going to take a while, so we have to understand. I just had a yep. phone call this morning with with an awesome entrepreneur that's accomplished so much, and. We went back to focus, right? What are we putting all of our energy on? I think it's really, really easy to get distracted. You know, I'm taking notes as even Bobby's talking and anybody that's looking to get something out of this, I hope you're taking notes because I, I bring a notepad to church now. I'm like, oh, okay, that connected with me. I'm like, somebody's saying something. 
Um, yeah, exactly. The notepads are so important. There's something that happens when you connect the mind with your hand and writing. Um, but if we think of these things, and you talk about the days that maybe we end up sliding backwards or we lose a percentage or we lose momentum. First of all, um, I heard somebody say this before. I don't know if it was Will Smith or who it was, but fall forward, right? So anytime that something happens, it's we're going to fall forward into it. I don't think about anything any other way. In fact, I think some people probably have a hard time understanding my mindset when things go really bad. Everybody wants me to kind of feel sorry or, or, or understand it. And believe me, I know there's moments I can kick my butt and drop me to my knees. But I still have faith in God so much to the point where I know that there's a purpose for it. There's a reason something happened. And mm -hmm. for us to not do everything we can to make the best out of that reason is only doing ourselves a disservice. So instead of letting ourselves fall back, fall forward into what's going on to allow it to make us better each and every day. So even if percentages want to be taken away, we're truly not letting it because we're putting a stand right where we are, we're putting our mark in there, saying I'm gonna use this circumstance for something that's gonna be good, for the better. I'm gonna learn from it. It's gonna create fortitude, experience. And now I'm moving forward better than I've ever been before. And I say that to myself, each and every day I wake up, I'm a little bit better than I was yesterday because I've learned, that's the journey. The journey is progress. Progress, progress, progress. We have to seek progress. In fact, one of the things you talked about MSP, we have a fitness program called Armor Up and part of Armor Up each and every week, we do mindset programming each and every week. And one of them was, hey, uh, you know, we're thinking about the goals, we're thinking about where we're going, but I'm like, guys, if it's only about the goal, of course you're gonna get discouraged. You gotta love the process. Exactly. And there's a lot of things that are part of the process where if you don't accept that's part of the process, of course you're gonna get discouraged. Like, well, now I gotta take the trash out. Well, now I gotta clean the toilets. Well, now I gotta do this paperwork. Right, and it's going to be it's going to be irritating to you, and you're not going to use it to fall forward. You're only going to let it bother you, and you'll start side sliding or backsliding instead of being like, you know what? That's my goal. This is part of the process. I love this process. Like, and then you have the crush everything attitude. Like, I'm going to take the trash out better than anybody else in this building. And when everybody starts acting like that, that's when you start building assets, and everybody's force multiplying everybody else. And you're like, you'll start going to the trash. Be like, who took the trash out? You're like, you don't even know who to trash out because nobody even wants recognition. They just want to do what's right, get it done. And then now everybody's improving together. But I think it's just a mindset shift. It's like once you understand that, things start making a lot more sense. Absolutely. And you say the process, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking journey, you know, enjoy the journey. I mean, the journey of life, you know, we, we, we've got to make goals. We've got to. You know, we've got to think about what we want to do tomorrow, what we need to do tomorrow. You know, there's some planning involved with our teams and, and getting this podcast ready. You've got to plan. But at the same time, you've got to enjoy the journey of today, you know. And, and, and you know, and, and I made a comment on getting 1% better. Are there days to, that I, it's like you, you learn from it, that I sit there and I reflect for the day. And I'm like, you know, I didn't get better today. But the important thing, that, 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 that is going to happen. Try not to let it happen often. But when it does. Remember that there is tomorrow, you know, and today, the only day that matters is today. Yesterday does not matter anymore. I don't care how, how well you kicked ass yesterday. It doesn't matter. It's done. It's and over you know how, with. And you know how that day that maybe you didn't get better, got you better? It's because you went to bed being like, ah, oh, I didn't get better. That's now exactly. I've got more motivation to wake up tomorrow morning and be like, that's it. I'm, I'm not better. repeating that tomorrow. Even the I days that I'm, I'm going to crush the day. Yes. <laughs>
I love it. Um, Dom, you, you're wearing the Crush Everything t-shirt, your signature motto, the, you know, the bracelet that I gave to Bobby. You created this concept um, when you were an active Navy SEAL, and it was really in response to being adaptable at whatever life threw at you. Would you share the story of the genesis of, of Crush Everything? Because it's certainly become a mantra and a value of RFG. I think of everybody who's involved with Dynamis and your Armor Up program really like loves Crush Everything. I know my kids say it, Bobby kids say it, your kids say it. Share with us the story. Where did it come from? Well, first of all, you, you know it's working if uh, Gronkowski's out there rocking a Crush Everything shirt after the Super Bowl, right? So that, that, that was pretty cool. You know, Gronk's been wearing that stuff for a long time. Of course, when he posted it, you know, Amazon started picking it up. I was like, hey, he's like, that's, that's our thing. Uh, but it means a lot to me. And if you know the history, it should mean even more to you now because when I was in Iraq for one of my first deployments with Dev Group, I had a guy that I was with, I went to green team with, I was at the squadron with, and his name was Lewis. And if you guys know anything about me, you should know Lewis. Uh, Lewis Safront, he was an EOD guy. He became one of my best friends very, very quickly. And we hung out every single day. In fact, I started, he got me into free diving. He got me into uh, what free diving was all about. I had no idea what free diving was. He introduced me to the sport, uh, to the lifestyle. He was from the Dominican Republic. And he just, his heart, it, it, like his heart had to have been half the size of his chest because of how much he cared about what he did. And, you know, that whole idea of being the first time deployed with this, this tip of the spear team you know, me and him were new guys, you know, and we were constantly adapting, trying to be the best that we could. I thought every single day I was in the small little gym they had there and we trained together, we fought together, we lifted together, we worked on tactics together. And uh, we would always say like, we're gonna crush this. We're gonna crush that. He's like, now we're gonna go crush some snacks at the chow hall. Then we're gonna go crush some training and then we're gonna go crush free diving. And we would always just start using it, you know? And then he started to say it in his, uh, his accent, you know, he would he would say things and uh, he's like, uh, man, I, I, I'm blanking right now. But like the things that he would say in Spanish, he would basically be like crush the snack, crush the whatever it was. And so eventually at the end of that deployment, it was just like, dude, crush everything that we're doing. Just crush it. And we would just say it over and over and over again. And that's where it was born, where Lewis and I were best friends. We had a passion for what we were doing. And no matter what it was, we realized like we could not make it to tomorrow. You know, we might end up going to a, a target where we get shot, we get blown up, and we don't come home. So the idea of really putting a thousand percent effort to everything that we did mattered to us. It really was intense because we were like, dude, I gotta call my I gotta call my girl. I gotta call the people that I care about every night when I have the opportunity to. I gotta come back and make sure my gear's good, make sure my bros are good, make sure we get good bonding time, reconcile whatever we have going on tonight so we don't have to go to bed with uh, a, a small stupid issue, right? Like get over it and move on. So that's really where it was born. And then when I was getting out of the military, I just always remember having that attitude uh, when I lost him, when I lost more buddies, when the helo went down um, and just really thinking to myself like, well, what else is there? Do you, do you have crushed something? You know, do you, do you only crush some things? And I'm like, look, whatever your hand finds to do it, do it with all your might, right? It's in Ecclesiastes. And at the end of the day, even we're reminded that if we have the opportunity to do something, we need to do it with every fiber of our being. Because what are we doing it for? What's, 
what's it worth doing any less? You're never going to regret doing as much as you possibly can and putting all your effort into it. What you will regret is not putting enough. And I think that that's where Crush Everything comes into play. It's like, I want to live that out for him, for all the other guys that have, been, that have gone before me, and just make sure that I'm not wasting my time or anybody else's time and doing it in a worthy cause. So that's what Crush Everything means. It's an attitude that we live with every single day, reminding ourselves that we shouldn't be slacking on anything that we do, anything that we put our minds to. If you take out the, crack, the trash, crush everything. If you're making a decision with your family, crush everything. If you have an opportunity, crush that opportunity. You know, it's it really is a lifestyle and a way of thinking about things differently so that we do live the fullest life possible. How we do anything is how we do everything. And it's worth doing, it's worth freaking crushing it. So, you know, Bobby, last year was just a, it was a record year for, of growth for RFG. And, you know, we're so grateful for that, to have that success during the pandemic. You know, number one, we had, the greatest number of financial advisors partnering with RFG in a short period of time in 2020, joining our RIA. Uh, number two, we were recognized for several industry awards from Investment News, from Barron's, from WealthManagement.com, from the Financial Times. And number three, one of, I think, one of uh, all three of ours, certainly one of my big highlights of the year is that we started the Become a Warrior podcast, which is really innovative for our industry. So what is, you know, what is Bobby White's advice? You heard the genesis, you know the story, you live the mantra. What is Bobby White's advice for crushing everything? Well, it's, uh, you know, the, all the things you said about the accomplishments we had at RFG, I, you know, it, it's been a very exciting time. It's been a very trying time. Uh, for obvious reasons, 2020, and we, you know, and where we are now, we're still, you know, adapting to, you know, the new normal or what have you. Uh, but the principles haven't changed. You know, the, the things have changed around us, but the principles and how you should live your life and how you should uh, be able to adapt—that none of none of that's changed. You know, my my best advice is to always visualize winning regardless of the circumstance, always visualize it. And for you to be able to have, you know, the success, and I thank God every day for it, that we've been able to have during this crazy time is it comes back to the people, the people that are around you. We, we are very blessed with a just unbelievable group of advisors on our platform. We have assets on our team that manage the company every single day. And we, we have a group of A players. We call them A players. Me and Dom call them assets. You know, the, the people that can empower, that, 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 that force multipliers, Don referred to. People that empower each other, other people, give them the strength to be an asset and to get 1% better every day. So having a team of, of, of people around you is vital. It's all about people. And Dom and I talk about, and I think we've talked about this with you before, uh, uh, Shannon, it's the, the power of five. You know, the uh, the power five, who are those five people or five groups of people in your life that number one, you don't want to disappoint. OK, number two, they are assets. They make you become a better asset. They empower you. You know, Dom's one of my power five. You know, you and Rick, my partners, that, that, that's one of my power five, my forum group and my YPO group. And there's a few other people that I go to go, go to for all, all different reasons that are my support system. 
And so the question I would ask you for you to be able to crush everything every single day and to get 1% better is I would, I would ask you to ask yourself a question. Who are you with? Who are you with? Who is that five? Do you have five? You know, who are you surrounding yourself with? You know, who are the people you're spending your time with? You know, who are your partners in business? You know, who, who are the people you do business with? Are they empowering you? Are they becoming a force multiplier for you? Are they, are they an asset for you to allow you to be an asset? Who are you with? Ask yourself that question. And if you can't, when you ask, ask yourself the question of, of are these people empowering me? And if, if you better be able to answer that in the definitive, hell yeah, or a no. You know, it's so important to surround yourself by other assets, you know, or other people. Like I said, we keep saying it over and over and over again. Be around people that are going to empower you to be a better version of yourself. And then you'll crush everything. If you're not around the right people, you're not going to crush anything. Who wants to have that on a T-shirt? I think you sound good. <laughs> No one wants that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that t-shirt. Um, uh, I just want to talk about the people that you surround yourself with because I, I do think it's extremely important. You know, one of the things that one of the things that comes to mind because of the feedback that I've gotten over time is like, well, what about somebody that I really care about? And what about somebody that's really um, I, I can't get through to or I'm having a hard time with? And it's like, look, there's people that I love in my life that I'm going to continue to try to stick with. Um, but when people are stopping you from being a better version of yourself, no matter how much you love them, you're actually hurting them now because they're holding you back from helping them. And you have to be able to recognize that. I think one of the most powerful quotes that I've ever read out of the book uh, called Resisting Happiness was you have to have the ability. This is a skill. You have to have the ability to recognize when somebody doesn't want it as much as you want it for them. Man, that's it, it punches me in the gut even saying that right now because I'm like, ugh, I want so many people to do so well and I care so much, but some people just don't want it. Some people don't want it that bad and, and eventually you need to come to the conclusion that that's the case and if you're hanging around with people that are holding you back, it's time to change because you're not being better for them anyway. Maybe you take a break and then you can be better for them later and that's just the way that you have to think about things because they'll drag you down all the way to the grave. And next thing you know, you'll look back and be like, man, what the heck was I thinking? Why didn't I see this sooner? And you have to have the relentless ability to be like, you know what, cut it away. If it's not good for you, cut it away. That doesn't mean you love them less. Um, and then the other aspect of like, well, what about us? What are we doing for other people to be an asset to crush everything for people around us? And here's what I'll say. I think that there's a lot of people, and Bobby can probably attest to this, that I make really uncomfortable, you know, because I try to live in truth and I try to recognize where I see where people can be better. And I'm not gonna get it perfect all the time, but I'm absolutely gonna do everything because I care about you to try to recognize areas that you can be better. Are there people that are tired of listening to me? Probably, but you know what? What I don't wanna be is the guy that sits back and says nothing to people. I'd rather take a risk and say, you know what? You might not like what I have to say and you might not agree with what I have to say, but I'm going to do it because I love you. I'm going to do it because I care about you. And I want you to be an asset. And I'd rather do that and make things awkward and uncomfortable than 
never having said something and maybe had the opportunity to change your life for the better. If that's not a power, powerful testimony for leadership, I don't know what is. I mean, it's one of the hardest things to learn how to do, but one of certainly the most, most important. All right, for our big finale today, we're gonna do a lightning round. And this is gonna be hard for both of you because lightning rounds are meant to be quick, snappy answers. We gotta keep it rolling. Um, so give us a word or just a couple words that come to mind first and answer the, the, the these questions for me. And Dom, we're going to go Dom, then Bobby, Dom, then Bobby, so that we know who's, who's going first. All right, first question. Successful leaders are? Faithful. Compassionate. The most important leadership skill we need to continually develop is? Trust. God, that's the one I was gonna say. Adaptability. Change equals? Growth. Opportunity. The best way to conquer fear is? Find what you love. Crush it. To be a father means to? Have the best job in the world. Love unconditionally. That was really good. That was really good. All right, Bobby and, and Dom, um, thank you. This has been such a gift. Uh, what an honor to, to be sitting in the middle and get to ask you both these questions. Um, you've made a huge impact on my life and I really am grateful to learn more about the Become a Warrior podcast series. Check it out on RFG Advisory's YouTube page or visit our dedicated webpage, rfgwarrioradvisor.com. To learn more about Dom and Dynamis Alliance and the Armor Up program, please visit his awesome website, Dynamis. That's D-Y-N-A-M-I-S-A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E.com. And of course, both of them are on social media, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, under their names, Bobby White and Dom Rosso. And thank you to everyone for joining us. We'll be sending out those killer Crush Everything t-shirts uh, in the next few days. Um, thank you. All right, brother. Love you. Crush everything. Love you too, man. Keep up the great work. Keep leading. God bless everybody. Shannon, of course, it came together because you're here mediating. You know what I mean? Who knows what Bobby and I would talk about if you let us go on our own. So thank you so much, uh, especially for everybody that joined. And uh, keep crushing Thank you for listening to the Disruption Blueprint podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rfgadvisory.com or schedule a call on our advisor resources page. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided, in part, by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guests nor RFG Advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest 
They do not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, LLC, RFG Advisory or RFG, a registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.